0: So much so much All right, good day, gents, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name's Shody Cedric, and every week we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, the sorrows, and yes, the fun of being a dad. And I tell you, last week's episode has gotten such a great response. Um, it's been fun, you know, as you guys know, I sat down with my son and uh, it, it was interesting because as we sat down together, he's like, yeah, you know, Deb, one of my, I'm really looking forward to being a dad. And that led to a whole conversation about creating his own business and what he expected about having kids and what he hoped for. And then we got talking about some of his friends and his view of them being crappy boyfriends <laughs> and him telling the girls that, If they're crappy boyfriends, they're going to be crappy husbands. And it's been fun because I've gotten so much comments on on that episode, and in particular his comment. And uh, so I actually reached out to Paul Apollonia. He's my guest. Welcome, Paul. Hey, hello. Hello. So Paul actually decided to actually record an episode with me, and it, it was funny because after we got done, he goes, that was that would have been a great podcast. <laughs> so, Paul, thank you so much. So before we jump into my questions for you, um, tell us a little bit about you and your family.
1: Sure. Um, real quick, I'm in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. We moved here in 1993 from the Philadelphia area, born and raised up there, uh, came down here on an IT contract. Uh, we had children way late in life. Um Didn't have kids for probably 15 years into our marriage. uh, We adopted our first child from Guatemala in 1998. That's my son, Paul. He's now 24, as I can't remember these ages, to be honest with you sometimes. Uh, And we adopted our daughter two years later from Guatemala in uh, 2000, and uh, she's 21 right now
0: that That's awesome. So yes, that's that that gives us a lot of a cool. lot of fun stuff to talk about. but but let's start off with uh, your comment because, you know, I shared, you know, a little segment of my conversation with my son and, and I just loved that he was so <laughs> candid with his friends. He's like, look, man, you guys are being crappy boyfriends. It doesn't take that much to invest some time and a little bit of attention into your lady and, and, and and he in the same breath said yeah I." and i told their girlfriends that they were going to be crappy husbands if they're crappy boyfriends so and you commented so let's talk about your comments on that so. sure
1: well i've been married i've been married 39 years in about two weeks so um many 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 moons ago before we got married um my childhood wasn't the greatest parent situation was just messed up. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom had issues and my brother had issues. I don't know how I got out of this thing normal, I guess. And I was over at my parents' house with my wife and I wasn't acting really nice to my mother, kind of yelling at her. And my wife pulled me outside and she goes, this will stop right now or we have going to have big issues with going further because how a man treats his mother is how they're going to treat their wife. And I'm like, Oh, crap. <laughs> she might be right. So I, uh, I quickly uh, toned that down big time. Uh, like I said in my post, I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes every once in a while. Um, my kids say I do yell a lot. I think I talk loud, but whatever. But um, <laughs> that, uh, that is really, um, and I do believe her in that. I really think you need to look at, obviously, if you're a, a, a girl or a young lady, uh, you need to look at how the uh, how your significant other is treating uh, his mom because that's how he's going to treat you. I, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe she was right on that.
0: So how did you, I mean, obviously you were humble enough to receive it, right? right. And because I think a lot of times we as men, our significant other, our girlfriend, our, our wife, they come to us and say, look, that is not acceptable, right? And a lot of us men feel impacted. We feel disrespected. We don't feel like our voice is being heard. So, what enabled you to receive that admonition <laughs> from your from your now wife? Well, we pretty much
1: you know tell each other how we feel. Well, she tells me how she feels. Being a man, it's it's hard to tell my feelings sometimes, as many of us know. Um, I try and take things um, as good advice when she's telling me that I'm misbehaving or something like that. So um, I just really try and get a handle on stuff like that. Because she's, most of the time she's right, to be honest with you, <laughs> when I'm messing up. So, you know,
0: it's just... So I, I take it from... You know, your earlier comments about, you know, being in a race in a home where you had not the best situation. Your father was an alcoholic. You know, your mom had her issues. And it sounds like, and I'm inferring here, so correct me no, if I'm go wrong, ahead. That, that you may have been in a very... um loud home you know that where tempers were raised voices were raised people were short with each other and so that set a stage for you to kind of model that same thing um how did you wrestle with that as a young man and how have you tempered that characteristic in yourself now that you're you know you've had your own kids and married
1: Okay. Well, honestly, be, i will <laughs> be
0: my my earliest
1: recollection of this was I must have been in first or second grade because I remember sitting at the table eating a snack after school in my little Catholic school uniform because I went to Catholic school from first to fourth grade. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, and my parents were acting up, and I just said to myself, "I'm never going to live like this." I'm I'm I'm, I'm when I'm. When I get older, I'm 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 not gonna have a house like this, and my wife came from like similar loud house, but not with the alcoholic and stuff like that. She was very loud, very demeaning home, and she said the same thing to him. She was young, and it's just it's a struggle sometimes. You know, I'm having some you know some challenges right now with uh, you know with my kids. Like we always do every once in a while, but uh, I'm just trying to deal with it the best I can without bringing back those things I grew up
0: with. Yeah. I I love the fact that you at a very young age said, I'm g- not going to have this in my home. Right. And I think a lot of men struggle and they make, I'm not going to, I hate to say make the excuse, but they, they do fall back on the story with man, I had a crappy crappy home and this has set me up for who I am today, and there's no way that I can change. And, and there becomes these excuses for not being able to go, you know what? I'm going to break the chain. I'm gonna break the cycle of abuse, of right. both emotional and alcohol and and all of that stuff. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in the head with, I didn't have a good role model instead of going, At least I know not to model that, and I'm going to do what I would have liked to have experienced as a young man, and I'm going to try to be that kind of dad, as well as look at other men who I respect and be humble enough to go to them and say, man, how are you managing your your household because man I look at it and everything looks great and they're going to go well if you only knew what was happening in the back room
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's um you know years ago and again I'm 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 pretty transparent I was seeing a therapist for a while dealing with some of this stuff and towards the end of our session she she looked at me she goes you know your your childhood made you into who you are today you, you chose to take a bad situation and not continue it. You broke that chain. And, and you know, like I look at like I look at all I've been through. I had an IT career. I left that. That's a whole other story. I should have stayed with that for a little bit longer. had some money in the bank. As you all well know, I got into detailing for a while. I've always provided for my family. And my father always provided for our family. We always had a roof over our head. We always had food on the table. It's not like we were living in the car or something like that. I mean, everything was fine as far as they just weren't present. They just weren't there. Um, yeah whatever emotionally phys- not physically but they just weren't there and and i think i didn't realize that until she said that you know and that had to be 10 years ago she said you know you're the man you are today because of what you went through and you're using what you went through to be a better person and that, and that really touched me and i think i have that hanging up at my desk or somewhere in the house of of, of you know exactly what she said it, it just it really touched me and you know i'm, I'm always like No, really, no. You know, I need to work on self confidence. You know, sixty two. I'm still working on self self confidence. Sometimes I'm like, no, not really. I'm going, no. Wait a minute, hang on. Just let's absorb that and let's not be so negative about ourselves. Let's just let that get in. And 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 it it really. And and she's right. And my wife just said the same thing. You know, you are who you are. You know, because you took a bad situation and turned it into something good. Because you know. Well,
0: and I think a lot of us men, we. Put off compliments. Right. We don't feel like we're worthy of that compliment. But I but I think that we need to give ourselves some grace. And when a compliment is given, recognize that it really is given from a place of reality, of authenticity, that people are going, you know what? You're a good man. I like who you've become. Yeah, you may have had a, a crappy start, but you've leveraged that in a way that has enabled you to become an, a very invested father, a very present father, and one that is going, you know what? I know I'm not perfect, but I'm willing to look at those areas that I need to improve and make those micro adjustments that eventually lead me to becoming the man that and father that I would like to be.
1: Right, right. It, it,
0: you know,
1: like I said, it's a it's a struggle. My son has um, moved out on his own. I didn't kick him out or anything. And he's doing really well. And, you know, like it's nice to – I always – actually, I, I, I didn't make this up. Somebody else did. But I always believe you need to grow wings – Instead of roots with children, you need to watch them wings sprout and let them fly away. And and it feels really good to see him living life, seeing that, you know, he, he even calls me. He called me just now. He's driving up to Philadelphia to see his grandparents at 24. Now, when I was 24... Of course, things were different back then. You didn't have the relationship you have with your grandparents. When I was a kid, it was kind of like you went to their house, you sat on a plastic-covered chair, and read the funnies while while you waited for dinner, and you know, and you didn't touch anything. And I mean, you know, you didn't touch them, they didn't hug you or anything. You're like my age, I think, and it's just, and today it's just like a different relationship. Like at 24, you're going to drive up to Philadelphia seven hours to go see your grandparents, who were 98, and 99, that and are still kicking and. Living on our own, it's amazing. My wife has longevity on her side, my side not so much. I'm trying to break that. But um, did I answer your question? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I know you did. And <laughs> and I think that says a lot about your family, you know, to to have given your adopted children such a strong foundation of love and feeling like they belong that they not only have a relationship with you, but also you look at that, the grandparents. Yeah. and it, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go well, ahead. It, it,
1: it, 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 and it's pretty strong, too. It's not a fake relationship either. So it's like, well, I think we did a pretty good job here. You know, again, let me pat myself on the back. Let me just absorb that instead of going, well, I don't know. There was that time when I yelled at him. You know what I mean? It's just like.
0: Yeah. Just, it's, it's easy to get into the mindset or, or get stuck in a moment when you weren't at your best as a father. Right. And you and I are at ages now where it's really fun. I mean, your kids are 24 and 21. My two youngest are 21 and my oldest is 29. And it's so fun to watch them step out of our house and start pursuing their dreams and start to see those dreams come to fruition it's you know i always told my kids i'm like look i didn't raise you to nest right i mean i raised you to soar so go go amaze me and go take your wings and your dreams and go show me who you can be because you're going to surprise me well yeah so I, have always wanted to give them the freedom to soar because I mean, if they're stuck in my dream, they're never going to become who God intended them to be. Right. So show me, right. Show me your gifts, go develop them, go be an impact on the world with your gifts. Right.
1: And that's exactly what we are doing with our children too. It's, um, it's kind of cool. They didn't go to college as much as I wanted them to go to college. It, it, it just wasn't for them. And, and I thought college isn't for everybody but whatever. Um, and, you know, he's he's, he's doing really well. Um, you know, he's got a new job now, and he likes it. And, you know, he's got a he's got an apartment he's sharing with another friend of his. And, you know, he lives five miles away, and I see him maybe once every other week, if that. But, but you know what? He's living his life. Other people go, well, aren't you upset? Oh, I'd be so upset. You know, I'd be crying when he left. When he moved, I said, you need help. I helped him move into his room. I literally, dude, I literally... <laughs> filled my van with his stuff. We went to his room. I carry things in. I said, okay, you done. He goes, yep. I went, because he's old enough to set up his own room and do what he needs to do. I'm not going to fold his underwear for him or anything. You <laughs> <laughs> know? Like, I know some people that, like, set, which is fine. Whatever you want to do is fine. I'm not saying it's wrong. Set up yeah. the kid's apartment for him and everything. I'm not going to do that. The kid's a slob as it is. And like, I wasn't even going <laughs> to cook
0: it. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned moving your kids because my, my uh, third son, Zane, he and his girlfriend are actually packing up this weekend, tomorrow, and um, they're heading down to Oceanside. And it's pretty fun because I asked him, I go, do you want me to help you drive down? And then I can fly back. He goes, no dad, we got this. Cool. We got this. And I'm like, that's great. You know, and y- you know, mom and dad always have your back. You always have a place to rest if you need to, yes. but man, go, go build your life together. So it's really fun to do that. Yes. So I'd like to step back and I'd like to talk a little bit about, the adoption, um, you know, because I think there are a lot of families that have either foster cared or decided to adopt. And just maybe what was your experience uh, doing that and maybe some challenges that you went through that you were able to overcome? Well, we chose to adopt.
1: We could have had our own children, but we but we chose to adopt because we saw there were so many children in need um, in the world. And we mm-hmm. wanted to, well, well, we wanted to adopt in this country first, but the challenges were, were just enormous at the time. I don't know if it's are still that bad, but trying to adopt a child here is, was very difficult. I don't know if it is now, that was 20 some years ago. So we, um, we went did the international adoption route. Um, it was very expensive, <laughs> like a new car expensive, <laughs> so, um, yeah
0: been there done that
1: <laughs> oh that's right I forgot yeah that's right that's right that's
0: yeah right. we we adopted too so that's
1: right and and the uh, we originally looked at now, now it doesn't matter to me it doesn't matter what color the skin is it doesn't matter where they're from I love them no matter what they are and we originally looked at China and China was a you had at the time you had to go there and then come back and then go there again for two weeks I don't know where did you adopt your children from I can't remember was it china?
0: Uh, from Haiti.
1: Okay. And then you had to be there for two weeks, and I'm going, ooh, work. And I was working full-time going, I probably can't get the time off, but ooh, that's a lot of time off. And then they said, wait, <laughs> we have a program in Guatemala. It's like a long weekend. I went, oh, okay, that works. So <laughs> so we, um, we adopted my son there. We went through the first child, my son, we went through adoption agency. Which was more expensive, but they really held your hand through everything, and they got the lawyers for you and everything. And it was it was a nice introduction to doing adoption because we knew we wanted to adopt two children, but we figured we'd go through the agency first. So we got my son, and uh, it was pretty cool. And everybody goes, "Well, well, when did you tell them they were adopted?" The second I held them in the hotel room, and the person left, and I went, "You're adopted," because it's a lot easier saying "You're adopted" to somebody who really can't respond back to you than then once once they can ask a question, it's much easier to say, yes, you're adopted and why are you adopted, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, they know their whole history and where they're from. So two years later, then we did the same thing. But we went through we did it ourselves. We got a lawyer down in Guatemala. There were some challenges involved in that. If I had to do it again which I really don't want to do it again. Two is enough, and I'm quite old now. <laughs> At 62, I don't really want another child. Um, I would do an agency again, to be honest with you, because it, it just made it a lot easier. It removed a lot of barriers. You know, it was kind of like, okay, sign here, sign there. Okay, and, and you know, what do we do next? And, but, um, yeah, I, I think the biggest question I, ask, I get asked is, do they know they're adopted? Even when they were little kids, like, you know, little toddlers running around, they say, do they know they're adopted? I said, ask them if they're adopted. They're like, I said, ask them if they're adopted. You're adopted. to go, yeah, we're adopted. That's my mom and dad there. So I think it's really important. I don't know why that's such a challenge for some people. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not telling people what to do, but it's kind of like you kept out a secret. What else are you keeping a secret from me? You know what I mean? It's things that just... Trust. It's just that's just the way we we operate. I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong. Just sure. Lots of claimers here, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No. And and you know, and we, you know, our our kids obviously know. And and I told them, it's like, look, no, God just brought brought you to our home in a different way.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: We had four kids, and then there were two others, in another part of the world that needed to come to our family. Right. And they are just as much mine as any of the other kids. Right. And I I think that's hard for um, people that haven't adopted that, you know, those kids are really yours. They're part of your family. And I, I can't explain it. I just know. You know, that when my kids put their arms around me and vice versa, that, you know, we are connected. Yeah. They also have a story, you know, you know, from when they were very young. And they're very aware of that. And, and I've told them, anytime you want to go back to Haiti, I'm more than happy to go back with you. You know, and, and at this stage, they, they haven't want to do that. But, and that's fine. I'm like, you know what? You, you have every opportunity in the world to become who you want and and your your foundation is who you are as well right and so you need to embrace the entire story of your life and, and as much as i do as your dad and yeah i'm here for you 120 percent. and it's right. so fun you know it's i mean yeah it's had its challenges but it's had its bright points as well and and God's touched our family's life and, and brought us unity and love. And, and that's really what it's all about.
1: So, yeah.
0: It's kind of funny. Like every
1: time there's an issue, um, like with like one of my kids, like I'm talking to somebody about it, they always come back to, well, maybe it's because they are adopted. And, and, and I truly don't think that's a problem with them. You know, I mean, they know they're adopted. It's not like they're trying, they don't have an identity or anything or, you know, they're trying to, you know, they want to find their, you know, their mother or something or their father. Um, I just, I don't think it's a problem, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, whoever said it was a problem to me, you know, or my wife, you know, we've asked them. I just don't see that being a problem.
0: So looking back, you know, as you have brought these children into your home and, you know, you and your wife have created a really strong family. Now, what are some things that you've learned uh, through the process that you think would be helpful for other dads?
1: Just being honest. I mean, you know, as honest you can be try not to keep any secrets. That, like my family had lots of secrets. Don't tell anybody your dad's an alcoholic. Well, I think everybody knows. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, it's just, you know, and, and there were like a lot of secrets in, in our house. Now there are things I don't tell the kids like, you know, we're really short on money today, you know. I don't know if I can pay this bill. I, I'm almost on that, but I'm just saying You know, as far as like stuff going on in the family, you know, like my wife's having an issue, you know, know, she went back to school when she was 52 Mm -hmm. to get her master's degree. And that was a challenge. She was working full time and they weren't chipping in. And, you know, I said, look, you guys really need to help chip in here. I mean, I mean, like like not money wise, just tours around the house because I can't do it all with, you know, with everything. And so I think just just honesty and it's hard to be honest at times. We got a lot of stuff going on. I'm not using it as an excuse, but we all have a lot of stuff going on. A lot of drama, a lot of self-made drama. Uh, we try and have a drama free house. Uh, don't ask my daughter that, but um, <laughs> it seems like she can find drama in the most common situation. But it, just being honest, to be honest with you, is, is, is what I have to say. And it's hard to do that sometimes, you know, especially as a guy. it's It's, you know, you, you want my... My feelings and, you know, I'm not really good at telling feelings, although I am working with that. It's really difficult, but (laughs) I'm trying to do that.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of times um, women and children may struggle with not hearing the words I love you. And for some men, it is very difficult for them, and and it goes back to a father wound or something. When the way they were raised as a kid, and a lot of men go, "Look, I'm working, and for every, I'm working for you. I'm doing everything for you. That is the way I'm showing you I love you." And it's tough, right? Because we as men. We need to learn to open up our hearts. Yeah,
1: well, you know, like that book, you know, the love language book, mine is service. And my daughter says that sometimes, you know, what? well, I don't think Dad loves me, but she knows I do, but because he doesn't show, you know, he doesn't hug and I'm not a big touchy feely type of guy, you know, um, but I service, you know, it was funny when she said that to my wife, my wife didn't say anything to me. And then like, and like I. Uh, I came downstairs and I went, oh, well, let me check your air and your tires. Let me check your oil in your car. And my wife goes, as I was leaving, my wife goes, see, that's what I mean by service. He's he's doing that because he loves you and he cares about you. Some people don't understand that, but that's just, I like serving service, serving people. That's the way I express my love. And yes, I do tell them I love them because I didn't get too much of that I love you stuff when I was growing up. So I try and I don't smother them with I love yous, but I try, you know, you know tell them I love you and I care care for you and care about that's you, what you I mean, what and you're you driving know. me crazy, but I still love you. You know, there's stuff like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I love that. Right. And, you know, and that's really the purpose of my podcast, right? I, I, I like having very real and authentic discussions because the reality is a lot of men really struggle with expressing, what's in the very center of their heart and a lot of times if they even begin to think about it they're they're choking back a tear in their eye and in their heart and you can hear the stumble in the in their voice and they will revert to kind of oh you know oh you know kind of push it off no and so it's, and it's hard, right? It, for some men, it's really hard. And so I guess my counsel for those people that have that kind of dad recognize that he is digging into you by the way he serves you right. and pays attention to you. But we as dads, we need to break down that rough shell and go, you know what? I don't say it a lot. But I do love you, right? Right, and it's okay to shed a tear.
1: It's okay to cry. You know. You know. Like you know. Like my dad never did that. It's just it's okay to cry. Heck, heck, I'm the first one to cry. I mean, whatever. You know, it's just, you know, you need to show emotions so your kids know it's okay to show emotions because today a lot of people don't show emotions. They're so tied up in phones and and, and all sorts of other things like I am right next to me but I'm just saying, you know, people don't show emotions anymore and, and there's some children don't have the parents to go to because they're so tied up in this all this technology stuff. And I find myself getting stuck in that too sometimes, and it's, you know, they need people that will show emotions and listen to them, and it's just a lot of times it's not there, and it's it's really sad to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes to to visit with me. I I love that you and your wife, you know, made the conscious decision to be parents to children who didn't have parents. And the beauty that that created in your home. Check out because you and your wife are the only ones that truly understand, but your kids understand it as well. And that will leave a legacy to you and your wife. Yep. Yeah. Well thank you so much, Jody. I appreciate you taking the time to uh
1: to have me on here and uh and also reaching out to me. I was shocked when you reached out, and said, Oh, I want to talk to you. I'm like, what I do now. Oh, okay, good. All right. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But no. Thanks, thanks love- so
1: much for always being a friend and <laughs> and everything yeah, no, like that. I, I really, I, really appreciate.
0: I, yeah, I, I really appreciate our friendship and and uh, you know we walk in similar circles and. The most important thing that I appreciate is that you're such a gentle, kind man. And, uh, you know, I'm sure your kids feel that. And I want to thank you for sharing some of your experience as a young man, as well as, you know, as a father and and just appreciate you. You bet.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Have a great day.
0: Yeah. Well, and you guys tuning in, thank you guys so much for joining the conversation. If you have a comment, please send it to me. I'd love to have you on the show and get your perspective. Um Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and we will check you same time, same bad channel just next week. See ya. See ya.